Calling all units. Calling all units. Donut Shot has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040. I think we're, we're just going to go right into it. Salute my brother, Salute. the viral sensation, <laughs> Officer Washington. Yes. I like to call him Ray. Have you seen the episodes where he talks about you got to look each other in the eye when you're drinking? No. Kind of makes me feel weird. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm looking at you, and you're looking at me like, what's he looking at? Why is he, why is he staring at me? It's, it's an important thing to do. It saves so, you uh, seven years of bad um, sex. It's a, <laughs> it said it already. <laughs> it's a Broward thing, I guess. Yeah, I, but I, but uh, you're Broward as well. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. I, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. What's up, guys? It's Nick from Nick Off Duty. And Justin from Florida. And we got a very special guest. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Raymond Washington. That's it. I work for the City of Miami Police Department. All right, right out of the gate. <laughs> so you're a police officer. Yes, I you're am. You're a viral sensation. Yeah. For two reasons. So. Two reasons. Um, and I want to get into that. I want to make this podcast all about it because it's, it's an awesome story, what happened. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not initially, but how everything came full circle and came back yeah. around. It's a good, it's a good story. It's the first that I've heard uh, with everything going on. Um, if you guys don't know, there was a viral video out um, mm-hmm. during everything that's been going on uh, with COVID 2020. I guess in general, uh, Officer Washington was involved in an incident, right? Yep. On Biscayne and, Boulevard. Biscayne and Eight. The video uh, heard around the world that Miami don't play. Miami <laughs> handles business. It, it really, that really was one of them because it was, it was, you know, right around the first, you know, instances of of large protests, and then there was a lot of scenes of, you know, then you know places on fire, looting and stuff like that. So this was just just yeah, after right one at of the, the beginning when everything started. Yeah. They just burned down, I think, Minneapolis. Yeah, one of the next major news stories. All of a sudden, clips to a bright and sunshiny day yeah. in yeah. Miami, yeah. and then there's just you just see these. These cars and it, yeah, it off was. It goes. I think we were the first um, uh, pushback. Yeah, I guess from we were the all first, the, like yeah, all the over the nation, back. it was just news about the police getting their cars on fire and mm-hmm. stations overran and everything. And then there was no uh, there's retail stores getting looted yeah, and, and then there, w- there was no police um, uh, response to that. And I think we were the first yeah. response, and it went over at first. Cause, cause our boys, hey, what's up? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they handled it, you know. They were bouncing around. I was like, yeah. Oh, he went, he went, he went hood. He went hood because he's bouncing around. I was like, come on, yeah. Who wants some? Who wants yeah, yeah, some? Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, this is, I don't know how this is gonna be perceived, right? right. It wasn't you that did them. I'm just saying the the officer jumping around the street. I'm like, how's this gonna be perceived? And it went it went overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. I guess that you just met fire with fire when it yeah. when it came to that because uh, uh, again I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, but why don't, uh, why don't we why don't we uh, get to know? So Ray yeah, a bit so first. so that's what we're going to be talking about in the podcast. How yeah. about that? <laughs> For sure. Right? So so I want to know about you, Ray. Oh. I want to know about you. Uh, we got a lot of aspiring police officers that listen. I say that every episode, and uh, he's up there. they turn it up in the, in the car. They're like, oh, he's talking about me. So um, I like to give backstories on how police officers became police officers, and it helps tie in the, the human part, the human right. part of a, the officer, uh, mm-hmm. to know that, hey, I, I was a person. I still am. Uh, at one point, I wasn't a police officer, and this is what I did. So tell me about your upbringing. So I was born here, you yeah. know, in Broward. Um, 
long, uh, you know, long ties, deep ties with family and police work and, you know, fire. I uh, played sports my whole life, you know, three sports, swam, ran track, played football. Um, got a football scholarship, went off to college. You know, being a cop wasn't in anywhere in my mind then. It was just sports, sports, sports. Yeah. Where'd you go to college? Shout um, out I went to, to college, Becker College in Worcester, Massachusetts. Massachusetts? Yeah. Mass. Oh, Wor- Massachusetts. Worcester, Mass? Worcester, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Where's that up by? That's in, in the hills and about 45 minutes from Boston. North? Yeah. North, yeah. Cold. First time I ever saw snow. I knew cool. I know a guy that was a firefighter there, or yeah. that is a first time I ever saw snow. It was like six feet, and they're like, "Hey, we have practice." I'm like, "I'm going home." <laughs> oh. <laughs> was it indoor? Or did you do it indoor? No, it was out, out, outdoor field oh in the God. hills. Like the winds, like they were plowing the field while we're walking down there. It, it was crazy. Wow, beautiful, Massachusetts, yeah. beautiful, yeah. cold though. It's freezing cold. Cold, Boston PD, great PD, yeah. great people over there. They treated mm. us. Like, we were one of their own. We, we went over there uh, yeah. for the, a vlog. Yeah. They, hey, what, what are you guys doing? And uh, we're like, no, we're just visiting from Miami. We're just going to take a tour. Oh, yeah. Hey, you guys want to come with us for police night out? It was the, the commissioner, the chief yeah. of police. Oh, wow. And we are like, uh, yeah, we'll go. And then we threw our bags in their convoy, and there was uh, lights and sirens around the whole city. And it was just on a fluke. We were just standing in front of the police station. No police garb or anything. And uh, one thing led to another, and then we were touring. So yeah. shout out to Boston PD. Yeah, I went up there for my 30th birthday, eight years ago for anybody counting. The uh, and and just uh, pretty much everybody, not just yeah. police officers, but everybody up there was just just mm-hmm. super nice, super cool. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a it's a different vibe than South Florida. Like yeah. the people yeah. there are always genuine. Yeah. You know, they they love the party. Yeah. We met this guy in Fenway that her. You know, he was a he was a local. Boston, you know, he's from Boston, yeah. and we were at a, watching a soccer game in Fenway, and he uh, he goes, "It's your birthday? Oh, come on!" Yeah, and he told me what bar they were going to be at. So after the game, we yeah. went to this bar and we found him. And he, hey, there's that guy from the stadium. And then we he bought all of our drinks, and I was like, "This is amazing!" Yeah, just some guy cool. that I sat at a stadium with, and I was teaching him soccer because he was really a Boston Red Sox fan. Good, so good peeps. Just cool, cool. Peeps. cool they, peeps, don't, so. they don't play about the Red Sox or the Patriots. No, yeah, no, no. And I'm a I'm a Yankees fan, so that's like their rival. But I keep that to myself. But anyways, uh, so going back, you went to school. Did you go to school uh, for law enforcement, criminal no, justice? I, I studied exercise science, so everything around sports. Like that was that was. So my you're thing. you're a fit guy. I try to be. You you even said that uh, you didn't want any special coffee because you're gonna go work out yeah, after this. I'm, I'm gonna try to go work out a little uh, bit. Okay. Later. All right. So, so that's good, man. That's yeah. Keeping it fits huge. Yeah. So. Uh, what do you got? No. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, looking. No, no, I'm just, I'm just doing my scans. Oh, he does, uh, he does the looks <laughs> with the big. So, we got uh, school, no criminal justice. Nope. You get out. So, what, what drove you to become a law enforcement? Uh, officer? And you came back home. Yeah, oh, yeah. came back home. Um, my dad was, you know, retired cop. My mom worked for Palm Beach Fire Rescue. Ah. Um, that was kind of like the avenue my family always took for, for careers. So, you know, I got involved with uh, the PFA with Broward County. And what's that? And what it's, is that? It's like a mentor program to help, you know, young people get into just the field of, of law enforcement and fire rescue, kind of let you know what you're getting yourself into. And did a couple of ride-alongs with fire, did a couple of ride-alongs with police and applied. And Did you apply to called, both? Or I just, applied to both. Uh, and the police called me first. And, and I, now you're like, damn. So it's kind of so it's kind of like an explorer type posting, but more kinda, for yeah. public safety in general. What, yeah, what just is public safety? What is PFA? General. Do you remember what it stands for? Um, Progressive Firefighter Association. Oh, all right. So they and they let you get near cops. 
even well, though it says there, there was no cops there oh. it was all really fire-based yeah oh. and you know they kind of taught you in the interview process you know the things you need to do you know the ins and outs you know who not who not to hang out with who to hang out with kind of like a, a very m- good mentorship yeah. of just law enforcement and that's police. dope i didn't good. know that existed so, so pfa yeah it, it, they they're actually i think starting something up pretty pretty big soon you know um i think i got like three or four of my good friends and in, involved in that nice so hey uh maybe we can get him on talk a little so, bit. Yeah. that's, that's uh, an interesting guest man yeah. yeah his name's keith martin he, he keith. runs keith martin yeah. what up keith yeah it's good because it's uh, a <laughs> like you said before a lot of aspiring people yeah. trying to get into anything in the public safety realm and and there's there's a lot of do's and don'ts so, that especially yeah. in your in the and young think, side of your life that you got to think side about too and just the experience that the, those guys have in that room they kind of give you and let you know what you're getting yourself into for sure so that way it's not a surprise when you get there it, right. i think it's the best thing that they offer yeah that's what when i was in college for criminal justice um there, i took a couple of those classes yeah. that really like they were taught by like a major like i was at ucf so they were taught by a major in the police mm-hmm. department so you know i mean he really gave you those interview techniques and all that yeah. stuff so it's, it's and they, they had a lot of different avenues like through them i ended up being a lifeguard like right before i became a cop so cool. I, I got in you know involved with lifeguarding kind of got my foot in the door and in the right way to you know when i did apply i had all the right credentials and nice. you know experience to help me be just that little bit better of a candidate how so. many agencies did you apply for everyone in broward and then city of miami so broward. for people that don't know broward that's like 32 well, agent ones that have agencies, there's probably like twenty seven or twenty. That's yeah. fire and and popo. Um, no, just police. Yeah. Um, I fi- applied for fire at Pompano Beach where my mom worked, and then the city of Miami Police Department. Oh, so you were just like, <clears throat> yeah, that, right. that's the best way to do it. Is yeah. you know, throw it all out there, and someone's gonna call you back. So. There you go. There's there's a tip right there. I hope you guys got your notepads at home. You're listening, like yeah, yeah just apply everywhere and bam. Yeah. But that's good. Then you got options. Yeah, because they, that, that's the best thing is when you have options, you can then you can pick and choose. Yeah, that's pick good. and choose where you want to go. You know, if you like the you know the, the area, the environment, the way the police department is, the benefits that that could help you. You know, things like that. That's really good because yeah. some people are like, you know what, I just want to work for this yeah. agency. A lot of my friends that are still like still trying again, they're like, oh, I just want to work for this. And like, doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah. Apply, get hired, get get certified. Do your time with the department and then pick and choose where you want to go. Yeah, because some people are like, ah, I don't really want to work there. And then they, they find a little niche and they're like, you know what? I'm good here. I like this yeah. agency. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it, I wanted to go federal know. and then and then I think started always, working and I was like, I always oh. thought I was going to end up back in Broward. But when I got to the city of Miami, it, it was the training, the people, the environment, like yeah. the, the, the diversity, the just the police work itself. I was like, I'm not leaving here. It's, yeah. it's probably one of the best agencies in, in the country. So you you you. Got to where you're at now. How many years you've been a uh, police uh, officer? It will be five years on the 17th. November five, 17th was five years. Five years. Yeah. And uh, not to put other agencies down, but they say five years in a large city such as so, ours yeah. is like doing a whole career. This whole career seeing yeah. what we mm-hmm. see on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Oh, no, like yeah. Doing a whole yeah. career at, uh, at another agency with the homicides mm-hmm. and just, uh, just uh, the things that you see. And you're like, wow. Yeah, and just the, the pace in, in Miami, like it's it's very fast paced. Like it's call after call after call. Like there's not a lot of downtime. Yeah, so. I've heard I've heard ride-alongs from people from outside. You know, small. I can't say this uh, for some reason. I don't know how to say it. Rural, rural, rural. It's a hard word for me to say. Rural agency come down and ride along, and then just have like 
they're mind blown at the um, amount of calls. And they're like, oh, we just had this homicide. And by the way, we're clearing. We got another shooting over here. Mm-hmm. We got to go to this, uh, you know, fatality car accident where one it's like one city gets that in another place. And they're like, that's what that's they're working. It. That's that's, yeah. that's, that's what, the call. For yeah, the, that's like our first call week for the of. Month. of the month, and then yeah. there, here comes our second week of the month. Yeah. And whereas yeah. you guys might do that in that's, an entire that's every day type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah. all hands on deck for that, for that, yeah. for that. And with us, it's like, it's, hey, we got three, we can, we got three bodies here. We can, we can handle, you yeah. know, three officers here. We'll we start can the night with, yeah. with eight bodies, and by the end of the night, yeah. you got two that yeah. are trying to handle, you know, the next, you know, yeah, stopping yeah, yeah. or shooting. Because the other ones are, are caught up. They're still, the they're other. still holding the scenes at the other calls. Yeah. So, but it's like you say, you get the experience, and like your eyes open up, and and you and large agencies, you get to move around a lot. Yeah, you do. There's so many openings, especially in our, uh, uh, when you have a young department, because yeah. you got some people that stay there in their spot, and then they're for just years. there for years. For years. And they've been there for 15, 20 years. Yeah. And that spot's not going to open up. But for some reason, this generation's like a four and out, three or yeah. four and out. Like, I'm good here. I did my time. I want to go try something else. Yeah. And I want to go try something else. Yeah, yeah, like, in a way, it's a good thing. Like, it's kind of like getting a new job every two or three years. Like, it's it's new. Yeah. It's, it's it's interesting. You're yeah. kind of, you know, really into it. You know, that, that's And this field, it, it's a good thing. Yeah. Kind of keep your mind fresh and your eyes fresh. Absolutely. There's, yeah. been, there's been several reset buttons. And I don't want to cut you off, but there's been several reset buttons where I've gotten burnt out. And I hit a reset button, and I felt like I was a rookie again. And it wasn't even from anywhere from patrol. It was just patrol to patrol. It was mornings to uh, mornings in the north where I was there for years, and then I said, man, I'm getting burnt out. I went to midnights and became an FTO, and I, and I was like a fresh new uniform, shine my shoes. Uh, like the, but where, the, where there was uh, sergeants that thought I was a rookie, and I had been there for eight years already. So, because it, when you're working a large agency, you could hide, yeah. and people won't, like, I've yeah. seen people, like, I, I've never seen them before. Yeah, there's yeah. people, like, in my academy class I graduated with, I haven't seen since we've graduated. Yeah. Like, that's, so. that's just how big the department is. All right. Yeah, so, it happens. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring it we're gonna bring this back now we're gonna yeah. bring this back all so right, we'll, we'll set it up we'll take a break and then right. we'll come right back real quick before we yeah set us up tell us you're now in what unit uh, I'm in K nine got there fairly recent uh yeah a couple months and uh, then uh we'll we'll shortly talk about that when we come back from the break okay and then we'll get to the incident that heard round the world Sounds all right good. Mr Worldwide <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back hey guys. Are you hungry? If you are, head over to Big Slick's Deli, home of the famous Rugama Cookies. Big Slick's Deli is located at 15455 West Dixie Highway in North Miami Beach. If you want delivery, they use Uber Eats and Grubhub. And officers, they've got you taken care of. Yeah, we're back. And we're back. We kind of just... uh just started talking. We really got to hone it in now. All right, so let's do some. Let's do some bullet points here. You're in K9. Yep, K9. Fairly new. Very new. Very new. But there's officers. When you get to K9, you mm-hmm. don't have a dog yet. That's new, yeah. new, new, new. Yeah. You just walk yeah, around with new. a leash around your neck. Yeah. For yeah. about I think two weeks, I didn't have a dog. Yeah. It's not. And it's not. But hazing. at what point it's did not you hazing. start wearing that <laughs> leash around your neck? The it's leash. Um, <laughs> maybe about like a month in when they it's actually let you take the dog out of the car. It's kind of cool because you know, like stuff. when I used to walk like my parents' dogs, I would like wrap the leash around, and I'm yeah. like, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> it so, makes you feel cool. 
just so people, because you're like, do you wear a leash around? They might think you're wearing a collar. Yeah, it's yeah, a hazing yeah. thing. No, uh, it's a canine. You get the canine. They yep. give you your leash. Yep. They give you a leash. You might not have your dog yet. They give you everything you need except for a dog. Except for a dog. Yep. Then the dog, we had uh, Garrett Wing come on, mm-hmm. um, longtime canine yeah. history. Well, anyways, uh, then they give you the dog that's trained already. Yep. Oh, some people get a trained dog. Some people don't. Like yeah. it just depends on you know the transition in the unit. Like if some guys are leaving with a with the dog already, then yeah. then you'll get a finished dog. But a couple of guys in the school with me now have brand new dogs. Like they but we got them and they didn't know anything. But they're trained. Dog. Green dog. Yeah. So they're they're trained like, very, very basically. Yeah. Like, you know, sit, stand, lay yes. down, and that's about it. Yeah, and then they go to, and so, like, 180, right? Uh, 480 hours. 480, 480 hours. hours. and then 240 hours of detection training. So you have, uh, I can't do the math, 720 hours, I guess. I yeah. don't know if I'm thinking. Yeah, 720 about, hours. Yeah, about 9, 10 months. Yeah. Training. So of training with your dog before yeah. you actually go onto the street. Go onto the street. So you, you're in the stage where you got your dog yep. and you've been training. Yeah, now. we've been training for about two, three months now. Shout out to your dog. So. Shout out to your you? dog. Uh, my dog's not with me. He, he's at home. So. But, I mean, they live with you. Oh, yeah. Dog All our dogs you. live with us. Like, it creates that bond. Mm-hmm. You know, that, where your dog at? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get in there with my dog at. Uh, all right. So, thanks, D. All right. So uh, what's your dog's name? Uh, my dog's name is Yadik. Yadik? Yadik. Yadik. So what, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> you, like, you, hey, here's your dog. His name is Yadik. Oh, it's uh, because you get, him, you get him from Germany? Yeah. Uh, they get them from Europe. I'm not really sure where. Right. Um, we have it's like Belgian? one. Yeah, he's a Belgian. Belgian. Malinois. Um, okay. The breeder comes over with, yeah. you know, like 25 dogs. We test all of them, and then we pick Yadik. from the top all the way down, however many dogs we need. Sounds like a, uh, an opponent that Rocky Might have faced in, 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 in one of his movies, Yadik. Yeah. But, uh, man... Uh, sh- shout out to you, bro. Uh, K9 is an awesome unit. I can yeah, never do it's, it. It's it's the best experience I've had so far as a police officer. Have, have you ever had a dog before? Yeah, I actually have two dogs now. Like okay. before, I, I brought home Yadik. What kind so, of dogs? Uh, one's a pit terrier mix, and the other one's a pit bulldog mix. Oh, so you have you have? Yeah, I've had dogs like uh, you got real dogs, real dogs. But Yadik is on a whole different level. Like yeah. he's he's something else. Yeah, how are the dogs? Uh, uh, they get along well, but they we don't really socialize the police dogs with really any other dogs, just because you know they yeah. they're trained in aggression. So uh, you know we don't touché. want any accidents or anything like that. Touche, so. touche. All right, so fairly new canine, about to get on the street, and you're going to be a hell of a cop when you get out there. Thank you. I uh, I already know it. Thank you. Um, you you 2020. Just like everybody else, it's been a hell of a year for a you. Crazy year. Hell like of a this year. Is, this is a year like, like no other. So um, let's just get right into it. Let's let's go to that day, okay? And during the when we're talking in the beginning, maybe we could roll uh, without audio. Yeah. The yeah. video. So if you're li- yeah. if you're listening in in your car, at one point go in, and if you want to just reference the video. Uh, in the beginning of this podcast, we're going to roll some of that, that B-roll of the, the incident so people can see. Because I don't want to get into much of a description. Checking the service that day. We've already had our cars, a couple of cars went up in flames a couple yeah. of days prior to this incident. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like things were going down. Yeah, that, that day when we went in the roll call, it was there was nothing 
planned for the day. There was yeah. no planned protest. There wasn't. We were the only unit there. Like everybody was, you know, at home, you know, getting some rest. So as unit, I mean, are you there as a canine guy, or no, what are I you was, doing at the time? This was my my previous assignment. I was there as a beat officer from Little Haiti, and it was mm-hmm. the whole, you know, Little Haiti, Model City, Upper East Side, you know, support staff that were were the Echo Platoon. That, that was our platoon that day. So you yeah. have so. So you have patrol, they're out there answering calls, um, and then you have support units that are not patrol, beats officers, PST ops, problem-solving teams. These are like uh, special specialized, I don't know about specialized, but just extra units that are yeah. out there. They have yeah, a they're more focused. Yeah, yeah they have a more focused. Yeah, we have a little bit more, you know, directive. They, we have a specific task or, you know, problem yeah. that we need to solve for okay. the day. So when all, all this stuff was going on... Um, they got those units, those support units, and they made them a response platoon where they would kind of get together, and that was their assignment for that those months that was going on. So we, they didn't tie up in the entire department yeah. as far as yeah, civil disturbance answer, might we go. We still have to answer calls for service yeah. and you know other police activities that still need to be addressed, yeah. and patrol will take care of that, and then support units and specialized units will take care of everything else. Because okay. even though there was nothing big, there was still possibilities yeah that and that was the thing when we, when we came in it was the possibility something might happen that was unplanned or spontaneous that they didn't you know they didn't inform us that was going to happen and you know we were kind of just hanging out you know underneath the i-95 behind the station and see a bunch of skateboarders like maybe like 100 150 of them just right by the station so and that was the first look that we've got to see of, of any of them uh-huh. So we saw them go by, you know, they, you know, they were peaceful majority of the day, almost the whole day. You know, they went around, did their, you know, their protests. They abided to the rules that the, the chief laid out for the day. Around like 530, they, three individuals out of the whole group started spray painting statues and, you know, defacing property. And uh, Chief Morales, I think it was at the time, he was in our, like in the RTC, the real time crime center. Yeah. And the whole was watching all of this play out. And we identified those three guys. We had an we, we knew exactly who they were. We watched them from the second they did it to up until the point where we took them into custody. And that that's the problem is that they they don't see police. So real time crime center is we have a a, a camera system. Um, not only that, we we're scouring we have uh, stuff that scours the social media networks. Yeah. Uh, license plate readers. Any camera can can use, be used for our advantage. Our, our shot spotters. Yeah. So we we have these um, strategically placed around the city, and we have a unit dedicated where they just they're just watching, Monitoring. and it's yeah. real Monitor time crime center is what it's called. Nice. And we're gonna get we're, we're gonna have somebody on come on, and we're gonna go further into detail in a later episode. So okay. these these guys are people three offenders. They're doing it. They don't see police. Yeah, they, they're like, we, oh, I'm good. We didn't leave the station at all until right before we arrested them and even then like we we made an effort to not get involved in anything like hey we're just going to go get them and and let's let's go yeah like we didn't have the manpower nor did we even want to get involved in anything with them yeah you know with with the way the everything was kind of playing out it was let's do what we have to do and let them you know voice their opinion you know let them you know have their you know voice their second amendment right and First you know. So, first, yeah. first Second Amendment might start to become a little <laughs> more dangerous. So the, the problem is, is, is that, and I and I try to play devil's advocate to, for everything. Is that that's good for us because we're like, bam, we go in there, we grab them. Yeah. To them, they're like, oh, this is the government. Like there was a thing right. in, um, I forget where it was, where they were said like some Portland. FBI, yeah, Portland, or Seattle, said, uh, or Portland, like or something. HSI guys. Yeah, yeah, where they came, they grabbed somebody because they ha- they have their targets. Like yeah. I know that three these three people are the ones that committed the crime. Right. I don't want to inside a riot 
But it's like then the other people are like, what? The government's against us because that's what essentially they're out there yeah. for is the anti-government yeah. stuff. And then they could come up with their own uh, the reasons why or how they got them or something. Right. So well, and the similar thing goes with uh, with uh, you know uh, protesting and stuff like that. You've got your agitators. So if yeah. you yeah. identify your agitator, the person, everybody else is there doing their First yeah. Amendment and and voicing their opinion and you know they can be loud and do all that but you get the agitator that that one guy that throws a brick that really tries to get everybody hyped up and do Mm -hmm. other things and so as long as you grab that person and pull them out then the protest and the 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 activity can go on as it was but then the other ones are like oh why did you take my if you don't explain that but anyway so now you go you you got the three bang yeah the the chief called the perfect you know perfect plan yeah went around we went around, we kind of snuck in, they, we saw them come to us, we grabbed them, you know, took them into custody, and we were leaving. And yeah. when they realized, hey, we're, the cops are leaving, like, they, they were out there to pick a fight with us. Mm-hmm. They realized we were leaving, out of nowhere, two kids with a skateboard come crashing into a windshield. Yeah. Those officers jump out. Right, they so they were, like, they were hitting the windshield of the no, car. No, they, they destroyed the car. Like, so they, they were trying to leave. Yeah, we were trying to leave. They, they had really cut off the convoy in the middle. Half the unit was already back at the station, or almost to the station, yeah. and the other half was stuck behind their, their their line of people. Yeah, two kids came with a skateboard, hit the windshield, and those officers in that car jumped out, grabbed I think one of the guys, one of them, yeah. and then the crowd jumped on them. Yeah, and we were in the back, like the back half of it. We saw them getting jumped. We ran out to go get our guys back, and that's how the whole thing kind of spelled out. So, you're there. Um you go in to assist you you in this in this chaos yeah right you, you're able to target on one person that no, you saw we, or like i'm gonna get this person we weren't this. even there to even when you rolled up was what i'm saying it, when we we rolled up we got out we we just wanted our guys back yeah and if they had some money in custody then hey we we just wanted them back because yeah. we didn't want to fight with them we didn't we didn't want to be involved in anything else they were peacefully protesting we got the guys that that would deface the property that yeah. we and that was it. Yeah. We just wanted them back. And as we were creating a circle around them to protect them, to finish whatever they were doing, I got approached and someone swung on me. And, you know, yeah. that now, okay, now you have to go to jail too. And yeah. as I'm taking that person into custody, I ended up getting kneed in the face. And then as I'm jumping on that person who need me, comes here comes a skateboard. Skateboard. Bing. Yep. Um, as the donut operator would say, yeah. bopped them bopped on, on the head. head. <laughs> you got hit with the truck. It looked like the truck of the, yeah, the skateboard. It, it was the truck of the skateboard. Which, shout is, out, which shout is the metal part the metal that holds part the wheels. The wheels. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. shout out to the skateboarders because we do have a skate park right near the station. Yeah. And right. I see that, them out it, there. That skate park had just opened, too. Yeah, so just, right, yeah it's pretty new. Open, I remember yeah. seeing it under construction. Nothing against skateboarders, but we're against skateboarders that bop people. Bob officers on the head. Well, that, and that's, that's kind of the, the weird thing. When you watch the, the protests across the country, um, skateboards ended up being used as weapons a lot of times, as a weapon of opportunity, which is unfortunate because it's a means of transportation for a lot of people. Yeah. It's an activity for people. Or, and right near the police station underneath right. I-95, skate, there's a really park. nice brand new skate, skate park, park. Yeah. that people do some awesome stuff. Yeah. And so it, it kind of it mixes the world 
Yeah. But think about it. It's easy to get around. You put it on your arm, yep. and then you can uh, yeah. boost hey, it. Hey, man, hey, it's, it's not a weapon. Your, it's yeah, not a weapon. Drop it to your backpack. You yeah. Know, yeah. But you know, even like me personally, I've I've had skateboards. Like yeah. I have a skateboard. Longboard or the longboard, longboard the electric trick. one though. Yeah. I'm lazy. Yeah. Oh, electric yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> but but even if but but if you were just walking around Miami, uh, you know, even if you were wearing cleats like Nick might have back in the day, yeah. and he's got a baseball bat strapped in there, we yeah. might look at somebody a little bit and be like. But Nick's yeah. like, hey, I'm just a baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but well, what I gotta have that voice. That, 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 that was your. <laughs> voice. Oh, hi, boys and girls. It's yeah. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so it, you uh, know, but that's what the skateboard kind of doing the same thing. So you get hit on the head with the skateboard. Yep. You get out of there. Uh, you you affect an arrest. You get yep. people affecting an arrest, and then you guys bounce. Yep. So yeah, we get in the Where'd car. You, we yeah. you know we take off. Oh. Did you feel it? I didn't feel it till we got back to the car when they're like, "Hey, listen, we can't. You know, we gotta hold the line. There's more more officers coming." I get back to my car and I have a twin brother. And that day, I was riding with my twin brother. And they, hey, grab your helmets. Grab my helmet. I just turn around and he goes, "Hey, take your hat off. Your glass. Like, you all right?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fine." He goes back and he's like, "No." Pulls me off the line. He takes my spot there, and I'm I'm in the back with the supervisors for the rest of the yeah. the, the incident. And we get back to the station. Hey, I got a real bad headache puke right before we go inside you know we take care of the paperwork and like it was so loud like with all the people that were in there the officers doing paperwork i couldn't sit in the room yeah so i go hey i'm gonna go do this in the car i get in the car and the headache's still throbbing you know yeah. I take take some excedrin you know because i played football i've had concussions you know i always keep some type of headache medicine on me well that's what i that's what i wanted to tie it back to is you you played football yeah you've had concussions before yeah so this had all the symptoms so yeah had all the symptoms you know i you took some excedrin couldn't shake the headache the headache actually got worse so we end up going home on the whole ride home the headache's worse it's getting worse did you know you had you got hit in the head at that point i had no clue like we we were out there it was it was a fight at the end of the day yeah like yeah you you had some tunnel vision probably yeah it was tunnel vision hey i was on you know i had somebody that I'm worried about that person. I always tell uh, the recruits and, and these officers, I'm like, hey, has anyone ever been into a fight? And they're like, yeah. Well, you know you don't feel anything in a fight. Yeah. Like, unless it's a, like a small percentage yeah, of the shots. Unless you get knocked out, yeah. you don't feel well, You don't feel anything in a fight. It's not until the next day when you wake up, you're like, oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. You know? And then, yeah. and then, like, did I win the fight? And then you look in the mirror and you're like, nah, I didn't win the fight. I'm yeah. all jacked out. I got a swollen eye. And uh, I guess I didn't win. But um, like that, you get hit in the so, head yeah. with a truck, which is is a thick metal, yeah, metal, metal part, metal, metal part, part, yeah, pop, and then you don't even feel that. I mean, no. you feel it, but you, there's no pain. No, honestly, yeah. like, didn't even didn't feel nothing. Yeah, adrenaline, adrenaline yeah. is a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. So, cont- so yeah, we we get back or on the way home, get home, and one of the officers that was in the platoon sends me a video from Twitter and says like, "Hey, did you get hit with a skateboard?" I'm watching the video. I watch it twice, and then I go take my hat off, and you could see the the, the dirt imprint mark on my hat from the skateboard. Wow. And I was like, um, yeah. I call a sergeant. You know, we take care of all the paperwork. And I ordered a, a large pizza, two liter soda, ate the whole thing. Large pizza, two liter soda, and you're a fit guy? What's going on there? Oh, that this is my concussion. Like, hey, I knew I had, like. Oh, Okay. From from football, like I had a process, like yeah, concussion after the game, I go home, order pizza, get a two liter soda, and then I would just sleep. Really? So just sleep. Wow. So I get home, order pizza, eat it, and sleep for three days, like just knock out for three I'm days. I'm curious at how you got to that. 
what the, the soda and the pizza like what was the process was college kid and that was the only thing open at, <laughs> yeah, open yeah. at night yeah, it was a, it was a oh, $10 pizza $1 some like medical recipe behind yeah, it, it. No, it was like, yeah, that was just hey, I'm about to eat and sleep for I'm not gonna eat for a couple of days oh, yeah, he's like, got to hibernate <laughs> yeah like oh, it, it, that's really what it is like a hibernation thing you know and the, and the, they say it's it's really bad to go to sleep after you get a concussion yeah, it's right. supposed yeah, to this is the worst thing but at the time like I just bought my house I was living by myself it was just me and my dogs and going there sleep for three days and i wake up to my brother kicking in my front door because i haven't been to work haven't answered the phone oh wow. you were scheduled to work yeah i was scheduled to work oh that, my God. that monday wow wow no one's heard from me my brother kicks in my door he goes hey like they're sending people to the house right now to come look for you oh my god and he goes are you all right i go bro my head and he Throws me in the car, takes me to, to urgent care, and they're like, yeah, you got a concussion, like a, a pretty good, good one. Luck. So that was takes me back home, and I end up sleeping for like another week or two. Wow. Oh so I didn't, didn't leave my house, my bed, nothing. So more pizza, too, or no? Uh, no, I had someone come cook me. That's something. the other thing is because then you don't have to really cook it. You can just go eat it straight yeah. out of the box. Like cold it, pizza is, it is, is the, bomb proof. Cold pizza is the best yeah. thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't really mess with cold pizza. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I there's always this run on. There's this run on toilet paper. I don't know why people aren't just ordering more pizzas yeah. and then just stacking them up because then you can just keep eating. Yeah. I'm not a. I'm not. A, I'm a, yeah, sticking in the oven. Italian, Italian, a little bit Italian. I got Nick Italian blood. Nick I wants fresh tomatoes. I gotta have the, the thing. So uh, I don't. I don't want to take a break yet. Yeah, yeah I know okay, you're trying to push the break. I won't. Because we're getting. I want to wrap this all up because then I want to get to the questions. ending. The, the end yeah, and the yeah. questions and everything will happen at the end. So you. You get, have a concussion, right? Yeah. Um, you watched the video. Yeah, I've seen the video. I woke up to a viral video. Like, so, it, was, it was viral already. Be real with it. In your head, did you feel like you were like an Avenger when you were there? You're like, yeah. And you're doing all these cool moves. And then you watch yourself. And like, yeah, that, that was nothing like I pictured in my head. No, nah, I was <laughs> like, let's just, let's just go. Like, oh, so let's you're, let's you're, get what we came for yeah. and get out of here. Whenever I play back stuff in my head, like... I think I'm like this Avenger. Yeah. It definitely looks like Age of Ultron, like yeah. uh, the fight at the end or whatever. I'm doing like all these awesome moves, and I watch it in real life, and I'm like, beep, 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 beep. and I'm like, that's nothing like I thought it looked in my head. Like when I get hit by the dog, yeah, I thought I took the hit real good. Nah, I got destroyed. I don't know if you saw that vlog where I got destroyed. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, yet. I got destroyed in, in a vlog that separated my shoulder, whatever. Long story short, in my head, I thought it looked cool. I didn't. So you go, now you see the video, you're viral. Yeah, uh, all the news networks are running this. Big uh, media, social media guys are, are doing reviews. Shout out to right. Donut Operator, uh, and then and then you uh, you see you see the gentleman in the video strike you in the head. How'd you feel about that? I was, you know, at the time they were they were already using skateboards as weapons. They already threw them into the windshield. So yeah. like it, it didn't surprise me, but it it didn't really click that. Hey, yo, he hit me with it until I watched it, you know, the third or fourth time, and you can hear it hit me in the head. I was yeah. just like, okay, wow. yeah, like, we should probably go to the hospital. Like, it probably get looked at. Yeah. Know, so. But did, emotionally, did you get, were you like, man, I can't believe this guy hit me in the head like that, uh, man? Not, or you at, just like, not at first. Like, yeah. it, you know, as, as cops, like, when we're working, we're working. Yeah. You know, that, it's not really, my safety isn't. The most important thing it's the guys around me it's the the, per, the people we're dealing with their safety is more important than mine yeah so that that really didn't click until you know after the fact you know my mom posted a video that went viral and that's when it kind of hit me like i that that could have went completely you know another yeah. way yeah because it's not right like yeah it, you know i don't know it's, it's it's kind of a sucker punch it was a cheap yeah, shot it, like know? i wasn't looking like 
it's really like it, we were dealing with something else and you took a cheap shot. Because you've seen it on a lot of videos during some of these protests when the officer has somebody underneath them and they're, yeah. you know, trying to affect an arrest or do a handcuff or something like that. And yeah. somebody comes in, people come in with these cheap shots like you see them yeah. a lot in New York. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the guy runs up and just throws an uppercut right up yeah. into an officer's face or a kick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a weak it's yeah. a weak area, and that's why yeah. kind of why the officers do the encirclement. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that was the right the whole reason for the first circle is well, yeah. hey, let's protect the guys, let them do what they have to do, and you know. But that's and in a situation like that, it's it was a really us versus them type of mentality. Like for for the public, really, it was us versus them, that, which it shouldn't uh, it should never be. Like you know, we were there. We we didn't want anything bad to happen to anybody. Yeah. We want you guys to you know do your thing, be peaceful, be safe. You know, if you guys wanted to take off, you know, take a section of Biscayne to protest, we would have blocked the street for you guys. Right. We would have blocked the street so that way you can, you know, voice your opinion in a safe way so that nothing happens to you guys. And but that's what that's home. what we that's what I've been saying the whole time. It's like we work together. We're yeah. we're cool. Like yes, cool man. Let's let's do it. What do you guys want to do? Let's go. Let's let's yeah. do it. It just so happens that they had ulterior motives yeah. and they were just wanted to pick a fight. Yeah, they were they just wanted to pick a fight that day. But it's good to hear your perspective, you know. Um, you know, and I have the same thing. But to hear your perspective about when you're in a situation like that and you have everyone screaming and everyone yelling, you don't know who is who. Yeah. So do. people are like, "Well, how come? How can they target me? Mm-hmm. How can they target me? I don't, you're in a group of people that are yelling and screaming that just hit a, a police car, and you're you're pointing and you're not backing off when we show up because if a cop ever showed up. When I was not a cop, I'd be like, oh, time to go. Even when I see he, police. Like, even like, now, like, hey, I see cop. Yeah. Let's go the other way. Hey, like, it's, it's yeah, time yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I see police lights or something. Hey, maybe we'll go around. Yeah. How you doing, sir? Thank you yeah. for your service. Yeah. I'm out. You yeah, because I mean? there's, there's all kinds of reasons. Like, you don't know. They're not, they, yeah. they're not there to mess with you, but there's some, mm-hmm. might be somebody behind you that they're actually going so, to get yeah. or whatever. So here, here are, in the way. we show up. And you see, you know, a large rowdy crowd, and we don't know who's who. So don't take it personal. It's just something like, like we might get hit in the head with a skateboard mm-hmm. from any direction. That's what we deal with. But people just they look at it from their own perspective. Like, yeah. well, I'm not going to hit anybody in the head with a skateboard. And like, it's the, not you. The big thing, like with with this whole situation, is take a step back and look at the bigger picture. And like that, that's what it ended up being for me. Was take a step back, look at the bigger picture. Yeah. And then. Then make an opinion or, or make a decision. What well, and and I know you're hesitant to to do video stuff, and you're yeah. not you're not a video guy right. per se. You don't like doing interviews. That's not what you're about. But in order to reach people and and get your message out, because it's it's a very strong message, a very powerful one. Unfortunately, you got tossed into the fire. He's like, yeah. you, you got you got it. It you, was uh, but you woke up and hey, yeah. Gotta yeah. go. This is it now. You're, you're all the good. Face of, you're the face of the country. It's all yeah, good, man. Yeah, but that's a, it's a good it's a good face to so, be, man. Yeah. It's a good face to be, and it's something that is is needed. You know, hopefully things start slowing down a little bit. Um, but I'm glad you're here and, and you're telling your story. So when we come back, we're, we're going to take a short break. Uh, we're going to do questions. The audience we pulled. I know you saw it. Yeah. Pulled the audience, um, yeah. and they got tons of questions they want to find out. They got a lot of things they want to ask. Um, we already have them predetermined, so okay. we're, we're, we're going to cool. take a short break. After that, we're going to talk about you and your friend, your newfound friend, Mike. Mike. Okay? Yeah. Michael. Michael. I call him Mike. No, you didn't like Mike? No, he likes Michael. All right. Michael. Good. All right. I, I prefer someone that uses their full name. I call right. my brother Zachary. Everybody else calls him Zach. Uh, well, Zachary to me. 
Well, Nicholas off-duty. I don't duty. call you Nicholas, though. Nicholas off-duty. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't roll off the tongue. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, what's up, podcast land? It's Justin here. Thank you so much. You guys have shown up big time over at blackoutcoffee.com. You've used your codes. You're helping out the show. Blackout Coffee has offered us a new code. It's DSP20. It'll now get you 20% when you re-up that bag of coffee that you just finished the other day. So hit it up, DSP20. You can find that link over on our page, DonutShopPodcast.com, or you can just go straight to BlackoutCoffee.com and use DSP20 to get 20% off. Thanks a lot. Back to the show. All right. We're back. Officer Washington, welcome. To the interview and interrogation portion, I got my trooper hat on. Super intimidating. I know you're intimidated. Yeah, I just can, a little bit. I can see the by smoky, the, the smoky bear and the, the drone structures the from the academy. Yeah. You're, for sure, you're getting a ticket if I roll up on you with this hat. Oh, yeah, no, no All questions day. asked. All day. All right, anyways, uh, Jay, I'm going to let you take the first, the first question because right. that's what I do. Because I like to say that doesn't pre- I'm not prepared. Yeah, yeah, so it yeah, buys yeah. me time it's, while you're ready. You're, you're more worried about you're uh, more worried about your trooper introduction. Yeah, I, li- I have to do the you know the whole thing because you don't have the sound effects yet. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Okay, well, we'll I'll work on that. Right. So Stefan, two times I believe will be the uh, name of this person. Mm-hmm. Asked, what are some of the ways to motivate future officers when things like this happen? So like the situation down there, like how would you motivate? I mean, the best motivation is when you, you look up and you see four or five of your guys standing around you, like, you know, there to do anything and everything you need. You know, that that's the best motivation is that it, the police force or brotherhood, if you want to call it, is we're all there for each other. You know, no matter how bad it is, how good it is, like, someone will always be there for you, no matter what. So, yeah. and like that day, that video, like, it showed everybody was there to help. You know, me and the other guys that were, you know, involved in something. No doubt. That means, yeah, that, like, no one no one fights alone. Nah. So no. you're going to be all right. All right, so Big Mo. By the way, thanks for the question. Uh, Big Mo 305 underscore. Uh, my boy from Stickball, by the way. Plays Stickball. Uh, he asked, did at any moment you feel defenseless during... Oh, I missed it. During the riot control after being attacked. Did at any time, did you feel defenseless during the riot control after being attacked? Nah. No. Defenseless is, I think, is a state of mind. Yeah. Like, if you're still in the fight, you're still, you know, you're still actively trying to, you know, take someone into custody or, you know, get out of the situation. Like, you're, you're not defenseless. And then, again, you, you have five, six of your friends that are there to, to help you. Did you even feel like you were being attacked? No. Nah. I mean, you, did, so the, you didn't when know. The, the knee, like when I got the knee and it, you know, it shot me back. Yeah. That was the first time I was like, okay, they're, they're really coming after me now. Yeah. But. It's go time. It's go time. Yeah, it was go time. And I know if they, if I go, there's three more guys coming right after me. So. I like that. And girls, because there was. Yeah, and girls. There, there's some. Some tough ladies yeah. out there. Some tough ladies. Uh, yeah. They're flipping the phone. <laughs> Shout out to the ladies of MPD. All right. All right. I like it. Jay, uh, next one is a uh, more of a statement. So it's a JMV twenty two seventy seven says Officer Washington is a credit to his department and he's making a difference uh, in this kid's life. A great job. So more more thank so you. just props than a actual question. Yeah. So but thanks for the uh, thanks for the comment. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
And, and just so you know, we've had, like, I want to say, close to 100, 100 questions. And it's we're, we're covering the questions as we talk. Yeah. So shout out to everyone. I see your questions. But they, we're asking them now. So, But I just wanted to add that one in there because that's a testament right there, man. Yeah. I mean, it's good stuff. And we haven't even gotten to, to, the, to, the, story. to, to yeah. the story of why you're here. Yeah. So uh, here we go. Here we go. Got one uh, slid up in the DMs. Said, uh, hey. Oh, this is, uh, who's this? What's their name? Uh, at Farah Oyula Dash Larui. I suck with names. <laughs> I'll let you try that one. Okay, it says, hey, Officer Nikki, I don't know. I don't know how they both became to have a friendship, but what I thought the other day was maybe the guy with the skateboard tried to hit the other guy and not the officer. Correct me if I'm wrong, but anyways, beautiful see, uh, to see them so close. Stay safe. Um, yeah, it was intentional. Like, okay. he, he was swinging it to hit me. Okay. So We'll leave it at that? Yeah, we'll leave it there. You, you uh, heard it from the mouth itself, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so. no questions there. And uh, we got, I got one more. Or you got one more. Yeah, you got one more. You uh, okay, this one is, uh, and I'll leave their handle out of there uh, because I already know the answer to this. <laughs> but it, is, it says, "Hey, is Officer Washington single?" What? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I, I have a girlfriend. Of course, a man like you has a girlfriend, and she's a lucky girl. Yeah, Shout she- out to your girlfriend and her future podcast. Plug. She's going to have a podcast? Yeah, she is. All right. She, she had one before and kind of got it restarted up. So Nice. You know, you could follow me on Instagram, and then when it's up and running, we'll... Handles. Give me the handles. Uh, it's underscore clean bandit 82. Clean bandit 82. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. We'll put it up all over our social media. Follow him. Forget the 82. Follow him. And then, uh, and then, yeah, once the podcast is up and running, then you yeah. know I'll post it on my page. Kind of Every, everybody's got like a like a two podcast here history. Like you had a podcast before this. Yeah, I did a podcast before this. So it's, it's kind of like you, a trial and error. Yeah, you, know? you gotta you gotta work through your mojo and kind of figure out where where you're going. Uh, oh god, here comes COVID. Here comes COVID. I got COVID. I shook fairy. it off. I shook it off. <laughs> no time for sneezes. Yeah, thanks, Taylor Swift. All right, so. Uh, uh, we're, we'll put that in there. You can go hang out in the waiting room. Oh, didn't well, like. Welcome, welcome back, Mr. Light. No, what that light is saying is that the interview and interrogation is over. It's a short one because we got a lot of story left. All right. Yeah, but we'll you use survived. the rest of the time for that. Yeah, you got to take that hat off. I'm going to take the hat off because I, I, I don't want to. starting to sweat a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back and we'll switch the lights around. Shortest one ever. But it's good, man. It was you hit it. What's up, everybody? Just wanted to tell you about our friends over at DMB Tile. There's six locations across South Florida that can take care of everything that you need, from accessories, installation materials, marble, and of course, the best tile. Start by looking at their website, dbtile.com. And first responders, when you go in there, mention Donut Shop Podcast for a 15% off your purchase. Now back to the show. We're back. You survive. My dog. Good so. So, you go, right? You get bopped in the head, and then uh, you see this stuff playing out. But so does the whole world. And the whole world wants heads to roll. They're like, we need to find this guy who hit this officer in the head. And our department was very thorough, and social media helped a lot. They they didn't stop. Real-time crime center uh, was a big role. So all this stuff, all this information, and finally... um, they're able to identify the person. Yeah, flyers on the news and yeah. everything. It was it was uh, it was a headhunt. Went to the head news, hunt. they put the flyer out on the news. It was 
instantaneous that, yeah. that somebody came up, came forward, and so so then, um, did he turn himself in? I believe so. Okay, like I was still, I think I was still light duty when when they they took him into custody or he turned himself in. So when you saw the video, what'd you think? I can't believe this man, this big guy. No, it wasn't like I can't believe it was. It was the heat of the moment. Like they've already. Like, they were using skateboards as weapons. Like it was. What I'm getting at is, like did, did, did you think that that it turned out to be juvenile, right? Yeah, he was 17 years old. 17 years old. Did you believe it was that young, or do you thought um, it was a little bit? No, older? he he was six three, almost 300 pounds. Like he, he didn't look like a juvenile at all. Six four, giant. six four for the recruiters out yeah. there. Six yeah. four for yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Six, six five. Yeah. <laughs> six five. For the so, so six three three yeah. about three hundred. Two eighty like two eighty three hundred. Uh, solid, yeah, swinging solid a skateboard kid. metal uh, yeah. skateboard uh, truck. Boom to the head. So now uh, they, they he turns himself in. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, at first, I was I had the same you know kind of stance as the rest of the world. They, it is what it is. Like you, you did it. You gotta suffer the consequences. And yeah, you know, once I got the word that it was, you know, he was a juvenile and it was, you know, being taken to the juvenile courts, and I kind of, you know, just let the system play out. Like I had, you know, didn't have a lot of faith in the juvenile justice system. So you know, dealing with the same juveniles turn on the, the road. Turn the mic a little bit. Just it, it can't. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah dealing so. with the same juveniles on the, on, you know, on the street every day, same crimes over and over again. I was like, oh, it's you know, this is, this that's the story it's going to be. And you know you what? Know, and, um, and unfortunately, the repeat offenders that are juveniles, they know that. Yeah, they know. So like, they're it's, like, it's not a secret. Nah. So if yeah. if you ever taken a juvenile to jail, and and they're real serious crimes. Yeah, like big they crimes. show up. They'll go in there. They'll get their wait for them. They might get my snack. They get the snack. They get yeah, their get the blanket. Snack, wait they, for them parents to come pick them up. They and sit in an area. Almost looks like an airport. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, there's yeah. TVs on, mm-hmm. playing yeah. cartoons or something, and right. they hang out in there and they wait for their parents to pick them up. Yeah. yeah. Same thing for us. And then when I worked in the high school, it was yeah, you were you were picking up kids for for real stuff. You know, uh, the drugs yeah. and the and the distribution and, and stuff like that too. It's a, it's a real slippery slope yeah. because they're serious crimes, but at the, and they're they, kids. Like, they're kids and they saw a future. So so it's it's a you know, really that was, really like that was one of the situation. hardest things to kind of accept. Was the juvenile justice system isn't a punishment system; it's a rehabilitation system. Yeah. So, and you know, it hats off to the attorneys, like the prosecutor and the defense attorneys. Like they, they really kind of spelled it out for me and kind of gave me the insight of how this whole that whole system works. So, and not to not to uh, confuse the two, because mm-hmm. Michael, as you come to know him, has never been in trouble no. with the law before. The first time that he was ever on his own like out in public alone was that day that's and, a that's a you know big... and even then like after we sat down we you know we had a hour and a half long conversation you know thanks to the attorneys they they set it up and you know gave us the opportunity to to hear each other out so he requested the attorneys requested yeah. to speak to you yeah you were like they, i don't know about I, that like it went on for maybe a month and a half and i was just like no no like with zero faith in their system like yeah like, what's the point? Like, you guys are just... Was it because you were mad or was it... It was a little bit because I was mad and, you know, a lot more because of zero faith in the system. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like you guys aren't going to do anything anyway. So why, like, why am I going to waste my time? Yeah, why participate in, yeah, why in participate a failed when system? Yeah, in a failed system. So they, they're calling, they're calling, and then I guess the attorneys, they switched attorneys on, uh, like, prosecutors. And 
for 45 minutes me and her were on the phone and she was just like he just wants to talk to you like if he talks to you he'll take the he'll, he'll take the deal so i was like okay set it up so they set it up a day later they called me with the time and the place and you know i showed up he showed up and you know introduced myself i shook his hand and instantly you could see that he was like he was he was scared he was sorry like it was a very genuine type of encounter so what, what was what was he facing had this not gone down had you just stuck to your guns and said you know what oh his life would have been F over. the system like his, his his whole life you know being an athlete you know, being a, a young black man and in america like his whole life would have been over we would have had to deal with him as an adult for probably way more serious things okay so you know just and me being a black man too like i i knew a lot of the struggles that he faced growing up you know, and, the, and like I still do, like I, I'll drive down the street and I still get stopped because hey, I'm a black guy in a bad area with a car with tent. Like I, I, it still happens to me, so I, I understand it like almost perfectly. So, you know, for us to sit down and him to see somebody who looks like him, talks like him, you know, has tattoos like like everyone else he knows, for me just to be genuine and be like, hey, listen, like let's talk. You know, this isn't. We're just going to have a conversation, and if, you know, I get one little whiff of BS, yeah, this is over. And, you know, he, he stayed true to that. I stayed true to that. and So he was, so, like, because everyone sees it from the outside, right? Yeah. And, and, you, yeah. and everyone's seen it. Yeah. So, the, you know, the social media is a bitch. Because yeah. everyone has their voice, and they're talking about, wow, you, he's, only, right. he's only remorseful because he got caught, yeah. you know? And that's a mm -hmm. question that's legit. You know, because if you didn't get caught, would you really be remorseful? But right. at the end of the day, you got to spend the most time with them. You, mm -hmm. you're an officer. You, you've dealt with the baddest of the bad, yeah. and I haven't even gotten into 2020 the three times that I want to talk about that. But anyways, but you've dealt with bad, right. you know, intentions. I've, yeah, I've dealt with the worst of the worst. Yeah. You know, people who've done some unthinkable things. Like and, and you read them. You're reading them, yeah, and you're like, like that, that's the one. You know, really good plus about this job is you learn how to read people. Yeah. yeah. You know. Instantly, yeah. Like you can instantly tell, hey, this person's gonna give me a problem. This person's not. Like, hey, I can talk to this person. Like, we can find a middle ground. Yeah. So you know, and using that, you know, that skill in itself, like I was able to, you know, feel him out instantly, and he he was genuinely sorry. So. And then we, you know, we talked, and you know, we talked. We, you know, we found a middle ground. We both played football, and you know, he D one scholarships. The kids, the kids, the kid is very good. Like. Second, yeah. I got figured out who he was. His name, I googled him. His mm -hmm. huddle, his huddle highlight film came up. Yeah, I was like oh, this this kid is actually good. And you know, I did a little bit of my own research on him, and you know, talked to my my dad, my parents, and yeah. you know, they they kind of influenced a lot of the. Not, I wouldn't call it sympathy, but hey, just hear him out. What was it? What was I'm oh, sorry. No, yeah, what was their stance? What was yeah. their stance? Because yeah, you're Cause like, as, as a family who's in public safety and and, 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 and sports and yeah. My dad always said, everyone makes mistakes, That's but true. it's not about you know the mistakes happen, but what you do after the mistake is how you really show if it was a mistake or not. Yeah, actions. You know, yeah, the actions. You yeah. know, if you make a mistake and you continue to make that mistake, that's not a mistake. That's a character mm -hmm. flaw. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's something that you can't change. But if you make that mistake and you never make that mistake again, it's a mistake. And that's how you show everyone that, hey, it was a mistake and I'm genuinely sorry for it. And So, you know, so by reading forward. him and talking yeah. to him and getting to know him, yeah. him his parents, yeah. it was a mistake? It, it was. Bad, you know, bad influence? It was, he got caught in the moment, and mm -hmm. because everyone else was throwing skateboards and was fighting, like, fighting the cops, 
he got caught in the moment. Yeah. And even, like, to this day, like, me and him, I was at his game, or I tried to go to his game this Friday, but the school wouldn't allow, you know, allow us to buy tickets at the gate and stuff like that. COVID. So, because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've been to almost every single one of his games except for, for two. And that was the only time he's he's left the house, so... And that's what that's what I said. Like you got people out there for the right reasons, and then yeah. you got those knuckleheads that throw a rock, yeah. and then the people out there they're like, "This is what this is what we're doing. Yeah. We're throwing rocks." And like for oh. for him, he the way that whole Black Lives Matter protest was put out there, yeah, was it if you weren't following up with it, and like he he wasn't he was heavily involved in school and football. Like if you just saw it and. Oh, let me go support my people. Yeah, that, that's right. what it was for him. Like, hey, let me go support my people. Yeah, on people. the surface, it's but the ulterior motive behind that yeah. whole thing was to go pick a fight with the cops. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't up to speed with everything going on, you wouldn't know that. And he got caught trying to do the right thing, but with the wrong people. So, so you have talks with him because he went out there to support Black Lives Matter yeah. movement, mm-hmm. but it was it, it was, wasn't. That it wasn't was, a... They just wanted to pick a fight with yeah, the police. Yeah, they just wanted to pick a fight. So, the stance in Black Lives Matter, um, that police need some change, a mm-hmm. little bit of an anti-police, you know, or just like we need to change police. Have you spoken to them about issues like that? Um, I have. You know, I, my whole family, like, between my family, like, just three generations, there's 122 years of police service. Good. So I've got to see experience, you know, yeah. policing change over three de- generations. Yeah. You know, with us wearing cameras now, you know, my dad being a, a cop from, you know, the 70s and the 80s, like, that wasn't, nah. that wasn't, uh, there's no way you're putting a camera on. Like, you put a camera on a cop, you're going to jail. Yeah. yeah. Like, that. that's the culture. But now, you know, with the bad apples that we do have in this field, it's needed. Yeah. And it, it, it keeps everybody accountable. It's that one level playing field that if you're wrong you're wrong if you're right then you know it you're right and yeah. and the good thing is that like exactly what you said it keeps everybody it keeps everybody in check not only the police yeah. it keeps even the, like the, when i first got my camera it you had to learn how to make the tool it's a tool yeah. it's mm-hmm. not it's not just a camera it's a tool you know it keeps you accountable keeps you in check it keeps everyone else in check and it it eliminates that Editing the, editing the videos and then posting it and you get just a piece of the story. Yeah. So. And, and you know what? I wonder, I've I got to get somebody from IA in here to talk and say, how like, there's been mm-hmm. pre-camera and post-camera, how the complaints been? Because some yeah. people might come like in with even, some outlandish like, stuff. Even just for me, like I've, I've had complaints where the camera was on and you know there was mistakes that I made and I immediately owned up to it. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, I was wrong. And oh, wait, that someone admitting to the wrong to, to IA as a police yeah. like that never happens but hey I was wrong yeah you know it's you know I, I wasn't you know on the very far end of that spectrum where you know somebody got hurt or I violated somebody's rights but you know it I was wrong yeah and you know whatever the punishment is you know I'll accept it yeah yeah and you know just experiencing that and you know dealing with with Michael is if you can own up to your your mistake you at least deserve a chance at redemption. Yes. And, so, like, for, for him and... Yeah, I was going to ask you. For, for him, even accepting the fact that, hey, if you, you're ever going to mess up or, you know, I, I want you to play football, I want you to go far, and if you're going to make a mistake, give me your phone. I put my number in his phone and, hey, call me. Like, yeah. if you can't get it picked up from school and these, a bunch of your friends are offering to give you a ride home and you know you're going to get, you know get in trouble, yeah. call me. Your mom can't come get you, I'll come get you. 
Yeah, so so not to get sidetracked with the cameras or anything, but you you became his his mentor. Yeah. So is that a program or are you just kind of no, like that was that was just a genuine, you know, just I, dudes. Yeah. yeah, it was just a genuine thing. Like he he was genuinely sorry, and you know I, the kid is very good at football. He's he's gonna go far, and like I, going into you know a football program, a D one program, like knowing like from being there, knowing of what he's about to face. Yeah. Being accountable for everything you do is—he needs to learn that lesson. And if I could teach it to him before he gets there, yeah, then he's got a leg up on a lot. He's got a of leg up on a guys. lot of things. Yeah. You know, playing college football, you know, there's going to be college parties and things are going to happen at those parties where it, you're there. The person's so out of their mind on drugs or drunk that they're only going to remember one face because they see your face every Saturday. Yeah. So and now and now you're accountable for everything that happened in that room when you weren't you were there for a half a second or they just saw you at the party. Right. So the only person they remember is you. Message from so. Michael. Uh, Officer Washington, it's not your get out of jail free card, so you don't call him after. You call him before. Before. You call him before. Yeah. And that that's and that's that's a message even, that even needs to be like you know, Michael is one thing, but even yeah. if something's about to happen and you know it's if you call the police before yeah. it happens and let them know, everything could be different. Yeah. Every, like, everything. You know, hey, th- these guys are about to fight. It's going to be bad. Like, they might have guns or weapons. Hey, someone needs to get over here. You could save lives. You right. Can, you yeah. can change, you know, a lot of different things in a lot of people's lives that, you know, if you just minded your business or, you know, d- at least didn't say anything. So I always had it that I wanted to be a police officer. And I knew, like, I have law enforcement in my family, that what I did today would affect me later on. And I always had that in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. parties, all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I see a lot of drugs going on around mm-hmm. this party. I would come in. What's up? Hey, and I see, I would scope it out. There's yeah. some drugs. I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. I don't want to get caught up for whatever reason, by association. And I'm like, I'm out. Because I always had that, that thing. And that's not saying that everyone that's police officers, but, oh, if I'm not a police officer, you just should know that your future depends on your decisions that you're making today. Right. And, and that was the big lessons for, for Michael. Yeah. And, you know, after, you know, a lot of people have heard the story, like the Dolphins reached out, they gave us tickets, we went to a game. And, oh, yeah. you know, we got an opportunity to speak to some of the players and, you know, just hearing. That's awesome. What like, positions does he play? Uh, he plays defensive tackle and a little offensive line too oh cool so he's good so where do you see yourself uh moving forward do you think it's a lifelong thing now that where oh, you yeah I think yeah so. like yeah. just just the relationship the way it developed you know it's you know he didn't have a lot of uh, the the i guess the luxuries that you know that a lot of people do have and yeah. just having that one person in your corner that no matter what happens, you know he's going to be there. Or you know, if something happens, I can call you, and you're not going to judge me. You're going to come. You're going to help me genuinely. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's always a good number to have in your phone. So what so. do you what do you say? Speak now to the naysayers. Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, man, that, you know, nah, you should have done done time. Yeah, that, that guy what should do you, be in jail for a couple na- years. What do you say to the naysayers? Talk to them. Honestly, Charge him as an adult. I don't have anything to say to them. No, like it's that's your opinion. It's. Keep it to yourself. That's what I'm talking about. So, you know you what? Know, if you were put in, in my position, that's how you felt it should be handled, and that's you. But that's you good, know, man. From my experience in the police world and my outside, you know, my personal experience, holding a grudge or you know ruining someone's life isn't isn't the way I want to go about it. But that's good. So, I and mean, that's not, and that's not only with the thing is that's your character. Yeah. Because that's not only 
with this incident uh, as a police officer. And, you know, it's, I think since the time you've been on, uh, we've known each other, but I've been off the streets. Yeah. I've been doing the social media gig, and mm-hmm. now I'm with, uh, with training. So I haven't got to work with you on the streets per se, but this, any police department is like a high school. You know, you know who's who from mm-hmm. stories and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you got you have a good rap sheet, man. You're, Thank you. You got good words out there, life-saving awards, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, we only have a little bit of time left. But, but you said something about a three. Yeah, so so there was there was something you said that was like there was some some uh something other than just what's going on here yeah there was three times three times where you yeah. uh had a run in with death yeah. or almost you could say you could have almost died easily yeah. um but there was a higher calling that maybe set you up to meet michael yeah. and to you know have this interaction can you talk okay. a little bit about that yeah so two of them were was this past year um the first one i was i was off going going home you know, on 95, you know, 95, it's a stand, it's parking lot. People running in between cars. Yeah. I'm like, okay, ob- there's a crash. Obviously, something's up. Yeah. And someone comes up to my window, knocks on my window, and, you know, my family's worked in Broward, so I know a little bit of Tinko's. He knocks on my window and goes, hey, there's Signal 7 up there. Well, Signal 7's, like, dead on arrival. Like That it's, means death in, in, in Broward County? Yeah, uh-huh. like, it, it's, it's not a good thing. So I start advising, I pull up, and there's huge car fire. I get out, you know, I couldn't see anybody inside. Start advising, tell them, you know, Miami, give me rescue, give me, you know, everything I need. I start seeing somebody, like, crawling out of, like, the back seat of this car that's completely engulfed in flames. So run over, I drag him out of the car. You know, he was still on fire. I put him out, drag him a little bit further away, and I'm like, hey, is there anybody else in the car? He goes, yeah, there's two more people. Like, mind you, this guy's burnt. Already, yeah. yeah. Burnt. Face is broken in from the crash, like, it, like, yeah, just like completely. It's a bad day, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I turn and run, like, start running to the car to go get the other two. And at the time, I didn't know, but they had just left the barbecue and they had propane tanks. Oh no! In oh, the back, God. in the in the trunk of the car. So there was the car was already on fire for yeah. for a little while. And as I'm running up to the car, tanks explode. It just throws me back, and I'm just like, you can like on the radio. I've heard the transmission. You hear it. There's nothing else I can do that I can't get them. Nah, like, just in rescue. That's out of your hands at that point. And then as I'm like, I'm getting up, walking back to the to the guy that's sitting on the, you know, pulled out of the car. The two kids, his the brother of the two kids that were in the car is running to the fire, and I literally just have to tackle him and, and hold him down oh. until, you know, they send FHP from like West Palm Beach, like yeah. Doral, like. And at the time, we were tied up with homicide in the city so everybody was tied up in the city they sent county guys they had to send everybody wow so that was that was the first one and then the second one was uh was a dui crash i was you know i was working it was like one o'clock in the morning i just made two arrests just dropped i was gonna take them to to tgk the jail yeah but they called me on the radio again hey we got more calls can you like can you clear so yeah i dropped them off at the station get back on the highway and i get in the highway Again, construction had, you know, moved traffic down to, like, two lanes. So I'm stuck in stuck in traffic, and out of nowhere, the car hits me at, like, 70 miles an hour from behind. Completely destroys my car. Right into the back of you, rear end crash? Complete. Like, I had wow. no idea what happened. Yeah. And you got knocked out, or? I didn't get knocked out, but I just don't remember. Yeah. Like, all I remember was looking for my radio, 
and kicking out the door, like trying yeah. to get out of the car. And as soon as I get out of the car, what kind of car did you drive? It was a uh, Ford Taurus. Taurus, yeah, okay. the Interceptors. Um, get out of the car, and it was if it wasn't for the partition yeah. in the back seat, the, everything was just squished. Oh yeah. man! Like if it, the two people I had in my back seat, they would have died. Yeah. If it wasn't for the partition, I would have died. And yeah. guy was just plastered drunk. DUI. Yeah. Big time. DUI. Survived. Yep, not a scratch. Not a, I was going to say, not even a scratch. And like it for, for like I'm big on DUIs. I'm very involved with DUIs. I have a lot of DUI arrests. And yeah. For me to walk away from that crash with one scratch, should never happen. Yeah. Like it shouldn't. I should have died that day. Yeah. And like my my brother was there with me, and the second I saw him, like I didn't I didn't look at the car the whole time. The second I saw him, I, he turned me around and was like, "That's your car," and I just broke down. Damn. Crying. And then the the third one was Christmas Eve last year. It was another DUI crash. It hit me, you know, like 50 miles an hour right on my driver door. And like Damn. if it wasn't for the, like, the B-pillared and like me seeing it and stepping on the gas an inch to the, to the left, that would have been it. So. Wow. So you believe that a higher power yeah, like all those, let you survive this all for those a reason? Things, yeah, all those things. Being a cop for, for that long. Yeah, seeing things that happen like that, no one usually walks away from it. Yeah, like it's it's usually like a fatality or something like that. And for me to walk away with one scratch, you know, it's, it's it never happens. Bro, so, and, and and you know what, concussions are real too, bro. Yeah, and you getting popped on the head like that, you could mm-hmm. you could your brain swells. Yeah, and That's, like it, I have a very long history of concussions. Like the reason high school football has a concussion protocol was because I got knocked out in high school and they had no idea how bad it was. Like, ended my season after, like, week two. Like, that's that's what started the whole concussion protocol. Wow. And then as I went to college, it got worse. You know, the hits got harder. and like it, So it's there's a lot of things that, you know, set this up to happen that had nothing to do with me. And then you said, and then you, said uh, you know, we were just dealing with uh, Aubrey and... Yeah. Uh, you you were leaving the funeral. Yeah, I was leaving the funeral when the attorney called when, me. One one of our officers, Aubrey Johnson, to yeah, don't know, like he me recently and, passed. Me and Aubrey, like we were close. We worked together. Yeah. We were in the academy together. Oh wow. We worked the street together. Like he was a, a friend. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and he was doing his job, doing the same thing we do every single day. And it took his life. And you know that that alone, it was just like you know it set it up. Like if. It, Something, something's gonna come from this, set it up, and then we'll see what happens. So, so, so that's what I was saying. You were actually leaving the funeral, yeah, and then, and, and then uh, that's, you know, emotional, emotional, obviously that day. Yeah. And you were just like, you know what? Okay, I mean, this is very persistent, right? For like yeah. a month, they've been trying. Yeah, like a month and a half. So you're like, yeah, you know what? Let me just, let me just give it a shot. Oh, Let's yeah. see what's yeah. going to happen. And the, the attorneys pulled it off. Like the attorneys deserve everything in this one. Like they, they really cared about Michael and. You know the justice system as a whole to find a solution that could you know help this kid. So are you are you a yes man? Like, no. Opportunities come like yeah yeah yeah. No, I mean the opportunities there. Then you know I'm gonna take it. But well, I mean I asked you to do the podcast. You're like yeah well yeah let's go. No, it was uh, you sent me the text and if it wasn't for my girlfriend, oh. I was like because ESPN had called. There was a bunch of different. Agencies. Did you do ESPN yet? No, not yet. Okay. I did I did the Herald and the only reason I agreed to the Herald was. Because it was going to be a phone conference. Yeah. That was the only reason I agreed to it. And then PIO got involved. Yeah. And 
you know, they, they moved it into the office and then, hey, show up in class A's and then there's a camera and it was kind of <laughs> oh like, my God. like I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want this to happen type of thing. And, yeah. and that's how it all kind of played out. And I sh- You could show up in Nike. So, you could show up in Nike with some yeah. slides on in my crib, bro. You're good. Come on. So, and then we were, I was actually in the Keys at Michael's game. Uh-huh. And me and my girlfriend were eating and uh, Kenya from PIO called yeah. and said that they got like three more requests. And sitting there and talking to my girlfriend and she's like he's gonna do it took the phone from me he's like he's gonna do it <laughs> just send him the information he'll be there and i was just like oh okay i'll be there but dude you know what i say do it man get that get so. the story out there and it's not just because for the fame and everything but yeah. it's a good story and it might be like he, he did it i'm okay with it might, some officers that are on the yeah. board like i don't want to you know yeah. get in and be called you know uh soft or whatever yeah. you know i'm trying to you know save the world and you know yeah. this guy Maybe it helps other people, bro. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, you put it out was, there. That uh, was, you know, one of the things my dad said is, like, if you could change one person's life in this 20 years, then it's all worth it. Yeah. yeah. You but, did, bro. You yeah, know, man. And, that, and just from this story, getting out, you know, everybody hearing what happened, because everything was supposed to be, like, under wraps. Like, yeah. Nobody was supposed to find out. And the way this whole thing even took off was the attorneys were talking in the office with, like, the paralegals and letting them know, like, everything that... Yeah. That happened in the resolution and got leaked. Yeah, and one of them called the called the newspaper and told them, "Hey, you got to hear the story." And, yeah, you know everyone that was involved in it didn't say a word, and it was you know someone listening in, in, in real- leaked, son? from the the cubicle over yeah. heard it, and you know realistically, said it's good so. because I mean that's that's the so. the the understanding that look, yeah. I mean, it's not what you see on the movies. It's yeah. not what you know. The the people maybe that are protesting for change in in law enforcement. Look, it's it's not all the same. Yeah, and like at the end of the day, like we're all still like we're all still humans. We all still have mm-hmm. families. Like, and I, that's a lot of the way I police. You know, just from you know, mm-hmm. just from the street to to even now, like this is someone's you know brother, mother, father, like. Yeah they have a family like there's something going on and it's emotions that that are talking to you it's not the person yeah so yeah. if you can kind of quiet the emotions and you know show them that you're a person you know you'll have a, a positive outcome you know some sometimes someone still may need to go to jail yeah or yeah. you know to the hospital or but, they, but, but at the end of the day you're still a person and and they give you at least if you and I, and, I, and this is something that i've been teaching is like give those family members and i, and I ask first yeah. before I, I preface it do you have a brother do you have a sister do you have a mom do you have a dad yeah. all right now put that yourself in this situation in this yep. all right so your brother's going to jail you would be hot you'd be like why is he going yeah, to jail going and to if jail? you and if the officer is not talking to you or ignoring you yeah. and get out of here at least not giving you like any time of day to, to talk to you yeah. like, hey listen i can't talk to you right now but give me yeah. give me 10 minutes yeah. wait right yeah. there i can I'll, yeah, let I'll me get him in the up. car let me get him in the yeah. car safely so like one of them right with hey hey listen he has to go can you can you go get him shoes, a shirt, mm-hmm. you know, a jacket, yeah. you know, yeah. something? And when you come back, well, you know, I'll be able to let you know what's going on. And then I'm going to give you the stuff that he's wearing yeah, so that like way I, you have it. And that way, like, they see that you're a, a person yeah. and you have that human aspect to you. Yeah. And they I mean, might not like you it. hook up your phone numbers and stuff yeah. like that. So he's like, got write, to go write numbers on yep. a piece of paper for him. And I think that with everything that's going on with, you know, everything that happened and with the George Floyd case, like, it's anybody who saw that video yeah. so, knows that was wrong on every level like yeah. that should have never happened yeah but they forget that hey we're we're people too yeah. and once you realize that hey you're human and hey i'm just doing my job you know you the the encounter changes that that 
that, that you know that officer was a bad look for everybody but yeah. that guy was a uh, like a, a lot pride, of the, a prideful. lot of the situations that have been out put on them you know plastered all over the media and where you know unfortunately people have lost their lives and it's it's crazy it's, man those are the the bad days and the bad people who choose to make those decisions yeah and you know and then the whole defunding the police thing coming from that is no you should give us more training yeah. and like and my yeah. department is we have the opportunity to train a lot yeah a lot like we get a lot more training than anyone else and we almost never have incidences like well, that. and I, and i you know i stand my ground with our with our department man they're they are light years above, yeah. uh, ahead of, of a lot of agencies. Yeah. Not maybe South Florida, South Florida. Maybe I, I don't. I can't speak for every South Florida, but I know across the the up in the northern states and yeah. everything, and different communities. I hear things. And I'm like, oh, we don't have chokeholds. No. We had cameras for a long time. We have this. We have that. And um, you know, I just hats off to our agency. Yeah. And like our like our agency has the one saying that verbal judo, like you but, should but, be able to talk your way just about out of anything. But the, but I, I didn't think that I didn't think we would feel the repercussions of things that no, happened. I, I didn't think so either, just because of how d- diverse South yeah. Florida is. Period. Like yeah. you see people of all walks of life. Like you have people coming from internationally, from all over the world. Like yeah. you you've met somebody from every corner of the world working in south florida just living in south florida yeah and even at our agency (laughs) yeah people from all over the place different countries they get their citizenship and they become law enforcement officers like i had but a friend of mine in my academy he came from cuba got a citizenship and is now a police officer like that's the american dream like that's like 100 percent the american dream plot baby we had plot yeah yeah and like it's that the things that are going on and like you know the racial issues that are going on we never see down here. So yeah. when it when it came down here, it was kind of like a shock to us. Yeah. But we handled ourselves and you know with the training that we have, and we handled ourselves almost perfectly. And you know it, it changed just from that incident alone changed the, the like the way everything was kind of going in the country. And then so man, I, and and I know that you, you just mentioned those three times or two, the three times where you had to run in with that, but I know more. Uh, instances that you've had as an officer out there applying tourniquets, saving lives. Yeah. I know, I know that we could have talked a whole bunch about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to bring you on and speak on Michael because we kind of done a podcast on a, a thousand different things that you've done already in your yeah. short career. I say short, you've been there five years, it's five like years. 20 years, yeah, 20 years, but, anywhere else, but yeah. five years, you know, anywhere else, like five years, no man, five years, five years, five years is real, five years every day, yeah, yeah, is, is, yeah, so. Else. And uh, I just want to have you on speak about Michael and your relationship. And I think you're a role model, not only Thank for you. officers, but just a human's man. Like, like yeah. forgiveness is cool. That person, if you're willing to extend that bridge and that person's willing to come across it, then have a conversation, right? Yeah, you'd be surprised what happens. Yeah. So I'm going to cheers it, man. Yeah. Thank I, you I, very much. I, I think we should have you back. Uh, hey, when you get that podcast up and running, you're coming back. Definitely. All right. Calling all units, calling all units. Donut Shot has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040.